Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Blues have a really cool documentary that's coming out on their YouTube channel on Monday. It's called The Anatomy of the Draft, presented by Stiefel. And... Uh, the Blues behind-the-scenes team, Blue Note Productions, followed their scouting staff and their front office staff through the entire process of getting to the draft. And the Blues had the three first-round draft choices. And this is an exclusive behind-the-scenes look that will be unveiled on Monday on the Blues YouTube channel. And joining Brooke and Carrie and Randy right now is the voice of the Blues here on 101 ESPN, Chris Kerber. Kerbs, good morning. How are you doing? Randy, doing well. How are you today? Everything's great, and I'm excited about this because I always love this uh, behind-the-scenes stuff that the Blues do a great job of, and we rarely get an opportunity to see. Yeah, there's some really cool stuff, and I think one of the coolest ones they did was a good number of years ago when uh, Ken Hitchcock was planning training camp, and he gave access to our uh, production crew, and uh, they basically had all the coaches mic'd up, and uh, it really was like a six-part series on on how they got ready for camp. They were talking about players' things, and it wasn't just big here. I mean, it went big uh, nationally, especially up in Canada. So uh, this one's going to be great. Doug Armstrong was kind enough to give access to this process, and I think fans are going to be really uh, intrigued to see kind of the inside workings of how this all works. Curbs, uh, just because we haven't talked to you in a bit, I wanted to ask you about Vladimir Tarasenko. Were you surprised about his one-year deal? Uh, no, as the time went along, uh, it, it, it felt to me like there really was no way that he was going to do much more than a one-year deal. The challenge that they have that, that he had is one with changing his agents to uh, may, maybe not really understanding or maybe getting a real clear vibe of the market uh, or being on the same page as his agent that he fired. Uh, who knows what, what that process actually was for him, but th- there was a there's only a certain number of teams that you feel are in a position to really challenge for and win a cup. And when you're 31 years old, you want to go to a place that's going to win. You, you, you don't want to go to a rebuild. You're, you're not going to sign with the Anaheim Ducks right now. You're not going to sign with the Arizona Coyotes right now. You're, you know, you're going to go to a team that has a chance to win. Well, this was the final year, or we hope, uh, of that flat cap. And so there was not, there just wasn't a lot of cap space to go around. You had to, you know, Ryan O'Reilly realized, hey, four times, you know, what, 4.5 was a strong deal for him where he's at with his age and stuff like that. And if if you were looking at this point for a seven times seven, which we're seeing the Anaheim Ducks hand out to Troy Terry, right? Or an eight times eight, which we saw the Blues give to Thomas and Cairo a year ago, that type of contract wasn't going to be there. And I, I think there was a little harsh reality to it. This one year deal gives them a chance to regroup. Go play, have another good year in, in, in Ottawa, and see how it goes. But it's going to get harder and harder for that multi-year value deal for for him. And I think he realized that. And, and so signing with a team that's an up-and-coming good team is going to give him a chance to perform well. Also, do you think maybe it sweetened the deal a little bit, having Brady Kachuk as the captain with the Senators? That familiarity? Uh, no, I don't, I don't know that that – well – Look, I, I think it's because you still you've got a team that's a good up and coming team. To more than anything, yeah, I mean Brady, Brady being there is 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 part of that process. But uh, you know, again, it, it's not a it's not a big deal for him. Uh, the challenge that he may have, I mean, it's a one year deal, 
and, and, and it depends what his body does. You know, he went to New York. He played okay. Wasn't great in the playoffs. Uh, the Rangers had a disappointing playoff run. And, and I think that, with the agent scenarios, probably slowed some teams down on him a little bit. Or maybe not, not being as, uh, I don't know, prepared is not the right word. But I, I sometimes wonder, sometimes wonder if, if players and agents are on the same page where the, where the value of where the player really is and, and, and maybe a true understanding of the market, you know, and, and what you could get uh, is there. And, and in Vladimir's case, I just, it just doesn't seem to me like, like that connection between he and his agent were there. And I think I got to think that's one of the reasons that he changed agents. Curves, we were talking about who could potentially be wearing the C next year, and and I think most of us are in consensus that Brandon Chin should be that guy. But a person that could be wearing the A, in my opinion, is a young man, Alexei Torovchenko, who was very vocal last year when they were performing poorly. What are your thoughts about him going into this season? You know, I hadn't thought about him as an assistant captain, I, I think. But, but it's an intriguing thought because uh, – I, I liked what he said when that happened. Yeah. I, I know the team came out, said what they said. I, I don't buy any of that baloney, uh, you know, to be honest with you. I, I, he was fired up. He was emotional. And, 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 and th- I, don't, I don't know that there was a whole lot of lost in translation there. Um, <laughs> Not at all. Now, look, it, it might have been a little more direct than he, than he or anybody would have liked it to be. But it was real good emotion. So, mm. Um, yeah, if, if I, I am in agreement, I, I also the, the leadership by committee thing with, with a young team like this. I'm, I'm not so sure. I'm a huge fan of. I, I we've seen other teams do it. You know, the, the captain thing matters, and and I think if if, if you're going to turn this thing around, you're going to need a good, strong captain that can be vocal uh, and and to me and, and lead the right way. And to me, that can be Braided Chen. Uh, eventually, maybe Robert Thomas. Uh, you could put it on. You could put it on Justin Falk, but but I don't know that he's as vocal, um, maybe as, as Braden Shim would be, uh, Colton Pareko. But again, the same uh, vocality that we're talking about. But I, I think with Falk, with Pareko, with Robert Thomas, uh, I just I don't know that the leadership group of just the the, the main four with letters deep enough for Alexi Torchenko to get it. But what you do hope, Kerry, is if. Is that he continues that trend though, of of competitiveness, of being there, of fighting for it, and then and being vocal when he needs to be. It's okay for a young player to be vocal, and I think it's important for the development of a young team. So, whether he has the A or not, he'll still get that opportunity to step into that leadership role. The Blues Anatomy of the Draft on their YouTube channel it premieres August seventh, this coming Monday at seven p.m. Curbs, I'm wondering, and I, I don't know if you know this, but do you think that this is something that would have been thought about or executed had the Blues not had the three first rounders? No, I don't know that it would have been as interesting. But sometimes you know that draft can be quite dull. This one's exciting because the Blues are saying, "Do we move up? Do we move back?" You know. Uh, where is it? The debate that they have, and I think I think what fans are going to really see too with this is how much faith Doug Armstrong or a good general manager puts into his staff, into the other guys. Listen for the advice, listen for the debate, and listen for what how Doug kind of steers and leads it through those situations. So it was the fact that they had those three first round picks that that I think led to the fact that it, it was such an intriguing first round. 
And, uh, and, and so, no, it probably doesn't happen without having those, uh, those three, but I think fans are going to like the fact that they did know. And people can check out the trailer. All they need to do is go to stlouisblues.com. And so much else, heck, we're a little over a month away from training camp, but there's a lot going on with the Blues, uh, a lot of music things happening for the 2023-2024 season. And uh, before you know it, training camp is going to be here. Yeah, this is this is going to go pretty quick, and I mean, there's there's still some good questions. Uh, you know, I was talking with Anthony and Ruiz yesterday about it. You know, who who fills that top six role? I still think there's a hole there. You know, what do they do? Is is it injuries or is it a move that you know kind of breaks the logjam on defense for this team? You know, what is the new? How, how does this team look differently in terms of their system or how they're going to play? Uh, you know, with Weber in as a defensive coach, and 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 with Craig Berube making some of the adjustments that that he's made. Uh, and so a lot of great questions to come out. Uh, you're right. Look, look for the St. Louis Blues to be very involved with some of the upcoming music festivals as well. And, 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 and go to stlouisblues.com for all those details. And it's, it's going to be kind of an exciting those six or seven weeks as we get into it. Curb's always good to hear your voice. Have a great weekend. Thank you very much. And we'll talk to you on Monday. All right. Yeah, we'll talk to you on Monday. You guys uh, have have a great weekend yourself. You too. See you later. That's Chris Kerber, the voice of the Blues here on 101 ESPN. And oh, by the way, in celebration of the enduring spirit and impact of blues music, the music genre that gave the hockey team its name back in 1967, the Blues debuted the opening notes of a new arrangement designed to meld the city's vibrant music history with its passion for the unmistakable experience of blues hockey. For blues diehards and fans of the blues alike, the multimedia campaign will amplify the city's famous blues music scene and support local artists across a variety of fan events. So check it out. You can learn more at stlouisblues.com.